Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Pinot Noir Day. So in this episode of the Swirl Suite, we talked to Maya Johnson-Dunn. I mentioned her in a previous episode. She's a writer out of Rochester, New York, and she primarily writes about wine in the Finger Lakes. She tells us all about her journey to wine. But before we get to that, we chat with Tanisha about what it's like in Paris. I think this might be a segment from now on, like Tanisha's Parisian report. Anyway, enjoy, guys. Cheers. They just want to be like, hey, do you have your pass? Because I know as soon as I walked in that hotel, they were like, ma'am, your pass. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, so you got to show a pass? Oh, yeah. You have to show your, um, you have a QR code, uh-huh. whether you have recently taken a test or you have the vaccine. You got to show that to get into places. Wow. Hotels, wow. restaurants, bars, cafes, gyms, movie theaters, museums. Get out of here. Yeah, that's why I was like, we're not shutting down. You just, you show this pass or you just can't come in. Wow. They like you can't that's sit with so us. That's so interesting. France is not playing these games. Like not here. They like play them outside. So over the weekend, they say about 200,000 people protested all over France. Uh-huh. Protesting like, see, Because they have to have a pass to get in place. I'm like, y'all protesting because wow. y'all all standing outside. Y'all don't have nowhere else to go. Dang. They're protesting over that? Yes, <laughs> girl, of course they are. <laughs> they don't protest over anything they're like we're striking we're striking what y'all can't come inside so how are you striking no one cares you're outside <laughs> man so what does your past look like it's a qr code hold on it's just a right piece now. of paper with a qr code on it and they scan it and it tells you whether you've been tested or have vaccination you either show your paper or i got the app which i hate apps but the app just it just it's just wow like, how about okay. that and so they scan that and then i can get in that's crazy. They're doing that everywhere. Where she lives. <laughs> yeah. It was like, so, ma'am, like, as soon as I hit the first piece of carpet, madame. <laughs> scramble, scramble. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. How y'all doing? Good. Welcome, welcome. Hi, ladies. Hi, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining. Y'all know that yesterday was uh, National Relaxation Day. I did not know that. Nobody told me. No. Yeah. I mean, I did anyway, but all right. Good to mm-hmm. know that it was a national thing. Yeah, it was it's, It was a thing. Because, I, you know, I have this uh, social media calendar that I try to keep up with. And that's on there. So I relax. Who comes up with these? Like, where well, I don't know. did this I come don't know. from? No clue. But Google will tell me. <laughs> and you can google like specific calendars yeah for- there's a whole wine one yeah mm-hmm. I thought you told wednesday me is national pinot noir day wednesday what is the 18th wednesday. yeah the 18th it's pinot right, noir I'll get day. it together do i have yeah. a pinot noir well it's pinot noir and champagne so there's that <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly it's like a, it's like a humble brag but not because you live in paris <laughs> no anybody can buy your champagne are you kidding me go buy a bottle of vuv it's pinot noir in that it really wasn't even I wasn't even <laughs> thinking the France thing I was just like oh good champagne can I okay. share with y'all I, I was chatting with Tanisha this week and she was just like Ugh, people are so impressed with Paris I'm just I just don't understand it <laughs> do you know how that sounds 
Do you know how that sounds? You should have seen it, my like, face. It sounds like it's time for her to come home and she don't appreciate <laughs> where she is. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> no, here's the thing. No, it... <laughs> I'm trying to think of the words. Not that it makes me laugh or whatever, but people come here and be like, oh my gosh, I saw the Eiffel Tower and I cried <laughs> and I went past Notre Dame and like, I just had this flood of emotions and oh my goodness. And then they're doing spins in their videos. You know how when you hold somebody's hand and just spin around, like they're doing that kind of stuff. And I'm like, people really be going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, when you watch TV shows, they're like, oh, I'm going to whisk you away to somewhere romantic like Paris. And this happens, like I hear this all the time in TV shows and movies, and I see people's stories that they've tagged Paris. And I'm like, Dad, people really be going crazy. And I wasn't saying that like a brag, like, oh, I'm just here and just be walking around, even though that's how it is sometimes. But it was yes, just funny. People to me. definitely and Sarita was not Sarita was not laughing at my joke. I was like, really? That's no, no. But you know what? People laughing. feel that way. I feel like people feel that way about Paris, New York. They do not feel that way about DC. They don't give a shit about the monument. Do y'all know it got struck by lightning? They had to close it. I would disagree with that. Really? Because (laughs) you remember way back, you hear that all the time. Way back when, before COVID, Mm -hmm. and you hated going downtown DC March through April, early May. Yeah. Because people were walking around ooh and ah about the cherry blossoms. Oh, true. And yeah, you were like, could you just cross the street? I need to get to work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just pay attention <laughs> to the traffic so I don't hit you. So I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want to equate the love for Paris, which Tanisha doesn't appreciate, to the love for DC. <laughs> I totally appreciate but, it. I'm not coming back. I'm just saying. <laughs> but people, I can have a people, moment. I can have a moment. Right. Yeah. Right. People do. <laughs> People do have embraced DC. And I think some things that we kind of like take for granted, I always joke about like when there is the presidential motorcade. Oh, you know, we're like, yeah, like this is going to take a good 15 minutes. Yeah. And tourists just like stop with their mouth open. Mm -hmm. That's me. You're right. Is that you? That's totally me. (laughs) (laughs) I live in Rochester, New York. I mean, (laughs) the rock. I spent the summer there because I interned at Xerox. Did you really? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have family from there. So I interned at Xerox. And so a, a question is it's no offense. Why do you live there? So <laughs> <laughs> because of my husband. I moved for love. And you know what? I Got always you. said I would never move for love. And look at me living in Rochester, New York. Wow. <laughs> now, was he your husband when you moved, or was it just no. a we were dating long distance and I was old enough to decide that we needed to figure out if we liked each other. Mm. So we moved in together to make sure we did. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Very smart. And where did you move from? From Boston, which is where I grew up just outside the city. Got you. So also somewhere cold. Yeah. Mm. But I think New York city and I saw those spaces when I would mention it, people would get so excited. I'm sorry. Please introduce yourself. We just started chatting away. Yes. <laughs> Tell everybody who you are and what you do. I am Maya Johnson Dunn and I'm a Ryan writer based in Rochester, New York. <laughs> yeah, you was too busy trying to get in your hate for me. Uh, so <laughs> you forgot to properly. You was trying to shame me too. You quickly, know, what? You know so. this is what we do. Yeah. We banter, you know, <laughs> this is what we do. So you forgot 
the proper protocol for the show. But it's all right. <laughs> just, just please don't judge me when you see me in Paris and then later in DC on the strip with my iPhone spinning around. Oh, in God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to take pictures. I'm going like, to look at this. Look. One. <laughs> I'm going to circle the picture and be like, what in the world? Look and tag her. Like, look at her. Here go another one. Tag with an arrow point down. Like, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> so Maya, like tell us your your wine story. What was your initial relationship to wine? So <laughs> I was thinking about this a little bit more. Like, what was the first wine I remember ever drinking? Because I remember there being wine on the table when I was growing up. And the, the first one that comes to mind, please don't judge me, is something called Honeymoon. They used to sell it at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> you said once you said Trader Joe's, yep. I mean, I'm gonna make a note and judge you after we stop recording. <laughs> Thank you for doing it later. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, it was sweet, but it was also like probably the perfect introduction to wine for me because I was like 21 and just really learning about it. Um, and then I remember my parents went to South Africa once and they came back and only drank South African wine after that. So then I started drinking a lot of South African wine. Um, but I really started falling in love with wine when I moved to Rochester. And well, first when I started dating my husband, because he was in Rochester and I was in Boston. And when I would come up here to visit him, he would whisk me off to the Finger Lakes and it would just be like, are you kidding me? This this exists, you know, 45 minutes from where you live. Just, that's how I got you to marry him and move to Rochester. So uh-huh, that's, it that's how it did. Yeah. <laughs> now I see yeah. the traits. <laughs> okay, got it. All right. Do you know, on my first visit to see this man, he brought me to Cuca Lake and it was in the middle of the night and it was in fall. So when I woke up the next morning, we opened the curtains. We were right on the lake. And oh, my God. Like, I pulled with like the changing leaves. And I was like, I guess I'm staying. Wow. <laughs> see, that's that's how they do. You. All right. Well, <laughs> it's worked out so far. So, girl, I'm not mad at you. So far, so good. <laughs> well done to your husband. No pun intended. What a cute story. So that's how that's that was your initial um, introduction to the Finger Lakes. And that's how you really started to like it. It is. Yeah, because that that he brought me there and I was already just blown away by how beautiful it was. And then he wanted to take me to like some of what he thought were the best around Cuca. So we ended up going to like Dr. Frank. Um, and then we popped over to Cuca Lake Vineyards, which is so much smaller. And they're just, the two of them are so different in like what they produce that I remember having just whiplash because I hadn't really paid that much attention to what I was drinking. <laughs> like not that, yeah, not yeah. that much attention. Um, and then we went over to like Domaine Lasseur and it's a French man making wine over there. And I'm like, well, how did you get to the Finger Lakes? You know, it just, and then next to him is a German man. And these wines are all so distinct. I just, I was fascinated and it just, I kind of like hooked in me a little bit. So. Hmm. so how did you go from really enjoying this wine region to wanting to write about it? I've always loved writing. I went to school um, as an English major. Um, and then when I was working in marketing, I was the one that would always offer to like, you know, do all of our PR work or apply to all of our awards you know I would run our blog and our social media I was just always volunteering my hand to write a little bit um so when I started learning about the Finger Lakes I decided to write for a few people's blogs if I could here and there um and then eventually started an Instagram account and that's kind of how it sort of snowballed into what's now become my career hmm interesting so mm-hmm. what were you what were you doing when you were in Boston so when I, 
when I was in Boston, I was working for uh, a marketing agency. Mm. Um, well, actually, it was a, a former AV company. Um, and we were putting on corporate shows for clients like, um, you know, Salesforce and how they do their Dreamforce show every year in San Francisco. So my company was providing the lights and the equipment. We were running the entire show as if like you go to a concert um, and then, you know, managing the talent that came in and out as well. So it was a different world. <laughs> so. So you move, so you move to Rochester, you start writing about the Finger Lakes and, and so, and do you offer your marketing service as like a package now? So you, do you write for other people like freelance? I do. I I'm, I'm considering it. I was doing like big corporate events when I started my career and I'm a little bit burnt out on the event side of things, but not as much on the marketing side. So when actually I moved here, I, ended up doing just a little bit of marketing consultation for Domaine Le Sur, um, after that first meeting with them, because I was just so blown away. Um, and I'm doing some consultation right now for a few others around the lakes, and then also one urban winery here in Rochester as well. Yeah. I can't believe that I get to talk about this, like it's what I do for work. I'm just still, as I said to y'all, you know, at FL Excursion, I'm just like, what? I, I can't believe it still. So... <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. So what did you think about the conference? Guys, we met Maya at the Finger Lakes conference and she was on a panel with Leslie. I, I was so impressed. I, it was, this sounds so silly, but it was notable to me to be in a room with that many people that looked like me in Geneva, New York. I was blown away by that. Um, so it was nice to know that there was real outreach done to get people in that were more diverse than uh, the last time I was at FL Excursion. Um, I thought that the topics were really interesting. I appreciate that we had, you know, real conversation like Sarita, your panel the first day with Glennis um, and, and even ours, Leslie, I think the conversation was good. And then they had also like the sort of heavier wine conversation as well. That was really nerdy. Um, I thought it was really fun. What I know I listened to your recap, but I'm curious to ask you too, what you thought about it. Well, I, I liked it. I thought, um, because I wasn't sure, to be honest with you, um, a whole three days talking about Riesling. Like I was like, I thought we could do that in about an hour and a half, maybe two. Um, but I thought the topics were, like you said, were really good. And they weren't all centered around Riesling. Um, they were centered, they were wine related, wine adjacent. Um, and they were real life topics. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, some of them nerded out, but what are you going to expect at a wine conference, really? <laughs> um, but I thought it was very topical, and you could tell that people did their homework and really um, took an interest in what people had to say. And and um, I'm not sure who was all involved in vetting who would be on the panels, but you could tell that there was a lot of care put mm-hmm. into that. Agree. Yeah, I thought it was, first of all, for this to be like during a pandemic, I thought it was extremely organized. The way that they had us pick up the boxes and the glasses and everything was individualized and we didn't have to touch many items. I thought that was awesome. Um, it had to be a lot of moving parts to get all that together. And thanks to you, Maya, you were one of the volunteers, I noticed. You were moving and shaking, child. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, this was the first conference that I've been to where it was, you know, primarily about one grape. 
I've been to seminars. I've been to all day seminars about, you know, a region. Um, but so I thought it was interesting how they broke it up with the different topics, like you mentioned. And um, I thought our particular panels were really interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, I would definitely go back, but I enjoyed myself. And I liked Lake Geneva. Me too. Well, you know, Sweetie, you bring up a good point because when we we did the tastings during the seminars, mm-hmm. we were given little, what, like one ounce, two ounce bottles mm-hmm. of the different wines. And um, and then everybody had their glass. Yes. So, my, were you a part of the the group that was doing the pouring behind the scenes because then each bottle was labeled. I was just amazed, like how you didn't get the bottles confused with I, the numbers. And I was not a part of that team. And I am so impressed by them. The conversations yeah. that I heard were had about the small bottles, the big bottles, the glassware. I mean, it was impressive. Just the yeah. shuttle back and forth that they did that you might not have known about if you weren't behind the scenes. It was, I was very impressed by them. <laughs> I was impressed by the glassware, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because we had we had the new glassware and it was. Oh, oh you have one. Oh, my. The volunteers were able to buy some after. This is the oh. best day you could get because it was at a very nice discount. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but remind be- us what kind of glasses uh, were they at chances? Mm-hmm. Chances glasses. Yeah. Yeah. They were really nice. And they, as, as soon as the glasses came out, they said, you cannot keep these glasses because right. <laughs> we were like, oh, I'm still laughing at the whole audience. Every time somebody would break a glass, everybody, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. And it was nice that she was able to talk about the glassware and, and yeah. the inspiration for, um, the design of the glasses that, you know, she was actually involved. Cause you know, you can talk to a lot of people where they lend their name, mm-hmm. but have yeah no really inner workings behind what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's funny that you bring, bring up like lending their name. I was, <laughs> I don't know if y'all seen this, but I was watching Gabrielle Union taste her husband's wine and it was very clear that she drinks all the time, but I don't know if she, she doesn't study wine like we do. And you can tell by what she said, but one of her comments was, this smells like, oh gosh, what did she say? She said, this smells like security, like employment, like, like, <laughs> like benefits. <laughs> what is wrong with her? <laughs> I have this sent it to you. I don't know the exact quote, but I thought it was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> Can we didn't smell like that? Her wine didn't smell like security. Child. Smell like her wine smelled like unemployment. No. <laughs> oh, vanilla pudding. Mm. Well, oh, I just saw that Wade Sellers is in some stores here now. Oh, nice. So, because hmm. I, I haven't had it yet. Me either. I'm curious. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's in it. Whole Foods. It was in Chicago. So when I was home, I um, mm-hmm. was able to taste that. What do you think? You thought it was good? Yes. All right. All right. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah. So Maya, back to you. Um, tell us about Chasing Greatness. <laughs> um, 
Chasing Greatness actually, it started as an Instagram account. Um, my everywhere my husband and I go, I feel like we're always looking for the closest wine country. So we at the time were in Long Island or we were in New York City and we you know, drove out to Long Island um, in between like a rehearsal dinner and a wedding to see if we could go to a few wineries. And I said to him in the car, like, we are always chasing grapes. And he just said back, we're chasing greatness. And that turned into an Instagram account. Um, and I was sort of just documenting my experience traveling mostly through New York State, because that's where I am and, and elsewhere, um, learning about wine as, as I'm tasting it, because I'm not um, trained yet in any, you know, I don't have any certifications yet. But um, it became a really interesting way for me to, to learn as uh, as I was going, because I had to write about it and regurgitate what I was learning. And that's sort of the best way for me to, to you know, withstain information. Um, sustain information, excuse me. Um, so I had it going for a few years and then I actually shut it down in 2020. Um, I, um, I, I was writing about wine and I was buying wine with my own money and it, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't really intending to be any sort of influencer, but as I was starting to write these reviews, wineries locally were starting to send me wines and, and there was just one that I felt was a little bit too pushy, um, specifically on June 2nd, uh, 2020, which was also Blackout Tuesday. Um, you know, in, in honor of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and everybody that we'd lost. And it just, it was too business as usual for me. Um, and I decided that wasn't really what I was looking for um, in an Instagram account. So I shut it down <laughs> and I wrote about it on my personal account. And that post went a little bit viral. Um, and a group of sommeliers were sharing it with each other and then sent it to some restaurant groups. And then one reached out and asked if I would host a wine pairing dinner and talk about some of my experiences. Um, so that's how Chasing Greatness became these dinners. Um, so we did the first one at a restaurant called Avino in Rochester and it sold out like in within less than a week. Um, so we ended up doing a second one that sold out as well. Um, and I picked the wines and partnered with chefs at each and got up in between each um, course and just kind of talked about my experience. And the first one was raw because it was like July 2020. And I mean, we were all going through it at that point, I think. And um, the second one was a little bit more composed because I was in October and I'd had some time to kind of, you know, gather my thoughts and, and sort of heal from everything I think that we had all been through in 2020, especially. But um I'm excited to hopefully do some more cheese and greatness dinners. And I think, you know, long-term goal, I hope it just sort of turns into something, some sort of charitable effort that I can sort of withstand for, for, you know, maybe the rest of my career in the Finger Lakes. I think there might be some room for that here. Why do you think, um, why do you think the, the dinners were so popular at that time? You know, I think that, um, a lot of the feedback I got from what I said about my Instagram post was that nobody was surprised about, you know, me feeling a certain kind of way, sometimes tasting in the Finger Lakes where I'm one of few that has my skin color, um, but they were disappointed. And I think because of that, they all became really attuned into needing to make some changes and differences. Um, so there seemed to be just really a lot of interest in learning and understanding the experience. Um, I struggle with it a little bit, you know, if I'm honest, because like the first dinner was me and my mom and the, the local nonprofits that I had selected to receive the profits from the dinner were the people of color that were there and everybody else was white. So, you know, it's, it's like, 
having the tough conversations. And thankfully there are audiences that seem to want to listen to it in upstate New York. Um, and I'm glad because I think this is where we need some good change. I actually forgot to make this point when I was on the, was when I was on the panel about how sometimes we go to wineries and we not only don't feel welcome from the staff there, but also from the customers. You wrote a really great article with Wagner where take going that extra mile to, um, really enforce that code of conduct. Can you tell us about that article? Yeah, so I, you know, for me, my interest in Wagner and what they were doing started late as I learned when I started doing my research for this article. I saw that they had posted on their Instagram about um, implementing a visitor code of conduct in April of this year. Um, And I was like shocked. I was like, what What do you mean? And, And it was very specific that this was how they expected their visitors to behave on site. Um, not them or, or whoever. Um, so I reached out to them and, and I heard back from Alex Jankowski, who's their um, marketing manager and he runs their social media as well. And he and I had a conversation and I, through him, learned that this had actually been ongoing. Um, and it started after um, Blackout Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. Um, and they had a virtual event coming up um, like a lot of people did, because it was a pandemic and everybody was trying to connect with folks, you know, virtually instead. But they had an event coming up three days after June 2nd. And um, unlike a lot of Wagner's colleagues who all canceled their virtual events, um, they were going to have theirs and say something. And um, they chose to make a public stance and say that they are, you know, their doors are open to every marginalized group, but they are standing with the Black community. Um, And it was really impactful. I feel like you don't, always hear such firm words in relation in in regards to race relation, um, especially in upstate New York. Um, but I think in general in the wine industry, I mean, we've been reckoning with with all of this for the past, you know, I mean, we've been watching it happen on live TV. <laughs> so um, but I, I'm so impressed by this Wagner crew and and their commitment to the change um, because you know after June 2nd they went on on air and they said something and then from there they um, Alex attended a conference and then the conference spawned the visitor code of conduct. And then that has pushed their team to now do um, some trainings internally for their crew. And, and those trainings, I think, were really eye-opening for their team. Um, as you know, employees were even saying there were some uncomfortable instances where guests maybe made them feel not all that great. And, you know, don't get me wrong, like the Wagner crew has a, an amazing audience, but there's always that one that you you just need to make sure doesn't do that thing again. So that's who they're they're looking to target and make sure that everybody else feels really comfortable there. I, I wonder if anybody else is going to follow in their footsteps because they sure need to. Yeah, you know, I think I'm, I'm starting to do more research around who else is doing stuff. And it mm-hmm. seems like there are people who are, are doing a lot of work sort of behind the scenes and maybe don't want to talk about it. Um, but I sort of with my article, I'm imploring people to say something because I think that as a person of color, it's helpful to know um, before you go mm-hmm. what a company stands for. So what's on the horizon for you, Maya? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out in real time, girl. <laughs> um, I'm doing as much writing as I can. And I'm trying to, like I was saying to you in person, get over my posture syndrome and just keep it moving because that's what I got to do. Um, I'm hoping to do my WSET next spring um, and then maybe one day open a wine company with my husband. Um, So I've got the long-term goal. I'm just trying to figure out how do I get there? (laughs) You know, um, 
there's just, there are several places that offer uh, WhatsApp training. But the um, recently, Women of the Vine and Spirits mm-hmm. offer a class as well. So if you're, you know, they obviously it's a virtual class that they offer online, but now they're offering that class. Good to know. And you don't, you don't have to be a member. Okay. To take the class there. Cool. Thank you for telling me that. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is our random and not so rapid segment. Uh, If you listen to the episodes before, you know how this goes. You can give an explanation or not, but our first question is, Guys, we're up to $20,000. <clears> if you received $20,000, what would you do with it? Uh, I'm going to, I want to rent an island to go on vacation because I'm not trying mm. to put COVID anymore. That's a good one. <laughs> well, you have to get there. I don't know if you've heard recently <laughs> about so many flights being canceled. Yes, it's crazy. The getting there part is the tricky part. <laughs> yes, getting there or maybe, maybe getting back may not. You may not care if you come back, but yeah. um, I would be less unhappy if I had to stay there an extra night or two. If it was my own island, I wouldn't be that mad. <laughs> I know. And then, okay, so I'm kind of off topic, but not really. Um, <laughs> did you hear about the Carnival cruise ship and 27 people no. got COVID on there? Oh, Out of the no. 27, 20 something were employees who were vaccinated Mm. and I just I mean I continue to say cruise ships are a petri dish for anything yeah Mm -hmm. right it was leaving out of uh Texas but the people who got it the ones that were vaccinated I mean okay of course they could you know are susceptible to it are they like in the hospital is it super serious for them no um so or it's just they just tested positive some of them just tested positive. Some of okay. them were asymptomatic, which is, you know, it's always the scary thing. But then others did exhibit symptoms. The good thing is that, you know, nobody was in the hospital and they didn't realize it until they had pulled into Belize. I guess they made people take tests before mm-hmm. getting off the boat. And then that's when they realized that um, their, their members of their ship had it and then there were like a couple of passengers who also had it mm. that's why it's no way to control that on a cruise ship though if because you're getting not. off and going out into yeah. wherever you're going like you're not just on the boat right mm. so tanisha what you spending your 20k on girl that's a good question i've already gotten surgery i've been on the <laughs> private jet um i'm not buying no property not with 20,000. I don't have nothing to renovate. I'm just, yeah, I'm probably going to go on another vacation. Like take, like go somewhere, first class, something. Hmm. Or maybe just ball out and have like a full Paris experience and get like the rooftop suite somewhere, like at the Plaza Athene where um, Beyonce has done videos and where the girl from the Cheetah Girls, where she got married. Adrian Bailon, she got oh, yeah, married yeah, yeah. Um, there. So maybe just ball out and do that. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Take some pictures and videos swirling around with somebody. With <laughs> hearts coming out of my eyes. 
Oh my God, it's lighting up. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. Look at the eye. <laughs> like losing it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Right there. Who's <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? I think I, I'm going to do something super, super indulgent. And I am going to buy me a diamond necklace. Like, you know how they just lay, it yeah. looks like a tennis bracelet around your neck. Yeah. That is what I'm going to do. Okay. Mine is also indulgent. Now, I don't know like the time frame in which I would do this, but I would make reservations at Michelin star restaurants all over the place and they would just save my table. So whenever I'm ready to come there, everything will be paid for. And they just have me at the chef's table in the back and I'd be back there eating and talk to the chef. And this, I just pick a list of restaurants and throw out the money and they just save my place and, until I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if that's, if that's a thing, but I would, you're going to make it a thing. I'm, I would it. make it a thing. There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. So these next set of questions, because it's been hot as hell in D.C., we've had like days of like 90 to 100. So all of these questions are revolved around things that are cold. So Paris, number one. Is it still cold there? Girl, it was 67 degrees today. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yikes. Well, all right. Carry on. Carry on. (laughs) Give y'all lives. All right. (laughs) Alaska or Maine? Maine, because lobster. Mm-hmm. Is that everybody's I, answer? I do Alaska. Really? Why? Because I want to um, see Russia. Yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I want to do like see the snow caps and all of that. And I would be curious to experience the um, 24 hour no daylight. Yeah. Mm. To see how I handle that. I know I would fall asleep. (laughs) You mean fall asleep? (laughs) I would stay asleep. Okay. I would like like to experience that. My mom went on an Alaskan cruise. I mean, she said it was nice, but it wasn't like earth shattering or anything. You know, she came back. She's like, oh, it's nice. It was nice. You know. Yeah, it's the old people's cruise. <laughs> it's like, which I should be careful because I'm not too far away from that. But um, you better get on your AARP cruise. <laughs> I've been trying to get my card. I mean, Tom, trying to go to Alaska from AARP. I have not got my card. I'd like my card, please. Um, sent me out of here. <laughs> yeah, you you don't hear no like thirty year old going. We're gonna take the Alaska cruise. No, <laughs> all these people. Got walkers and an AARP card oh my going there. Oh my gosh. Okay. But that's where you want to go. Got you. I know. Because I'm going to be with my people. I'm going to be with my people. Okay. But you're walking with the tennis balls on the bottom. All right. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Sorbet or gelato? Gelato. Gelato all day. Say sorbet. Really? What kind? I like just a. This is so boring, but just a plain lemon, beautiful mm. sorbet, so clean. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and Leslie, I, you don't eat cold 
treats. If, if I eat it up, it, she'll it, eat it. It would be a sorbet. It would it'd be like a, a watermelon sorbet or, or mm. lemon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ice wine or Saturns? I've never had Saturns. Mm. So I'd probably say that just so I could try it. I ice wine, wine just because, you know, hey, that's different. Really? I pick Sauternes. I really like Sauternes. I can't drink a whole lot of it, but um, I like it. Yeah. Ice wine is good too, though. Sauternes are like good with be... chicken and dumpling. So there you Ooh. go. I've had, I've had uh, Sauternes with fried chicken and it was bomb. Yeah, I like to be, be there for that. Cheese, so. mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The ice wine harvest. I'd like to experience that. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. No, that seems cold. I like, I want, I, I want to do it for like an hour, but that's <laughs> it. <laughs> like right before lunch, I want to go do it. But I think they'd be out there like three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like, mm-mm. why yeah. am I out before the sun? Like, I don't think that's. Yeah. yeah um, the, grapes, the grapes can't melt. Yeah. Not that this has anything to do with ice wine, but do y'all watch um, Brene Royale's, uh, I think that's how you say her last name. Brene, uh, her Instagram name is Cabernet. Mm-hmm. her stories girl she'd be out there with rattlesnakes and I was like oh we caught one today like nope she said there right, was a, she bat. See a wolf one day there was a bat in her house i do remember the bat episode listen i was like you know what <laughs> we gotta throw this whole house away i gotta find someone new to live reason you- number 101 why i will never make wine <laughs> but you know the that toxic would you say bats the bats and the bat the bats specifically the bat droppings. What about are extremely toxic. And the only reason why I know this is because a friend of mine, she had a couple in her attic and they had to do this whole remediation. Oh my gosh. The, the droppings are toxic. They had to lay down some foam or what have you. And they had to pass. They're very toxic. Oh no. No. But there are some vineyards that have bats in them and the bats help the vineyard. To yes. do what? I think they get rid of rodents in the vineyard. Uh-huh. That makes sense. I did a tour yep. um, when I was in the Loire Valley last year. <clears throat> they they did a talk on like there are some bats that like fly above the vines and they're bigger and then they're a little bit slower and then they have some other bats that are really fast and they go in and out of the vines really quickly and they help the vineyard health and the environment and blah 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 they showed mm. us like a bat um not a bat cave a bat little bat house they had and all of that stuff wow. you know, um what bats weighed and all that kind of thing i was absolutely fascinated hmm. okay in the outdoors <laughs> but when it's in your home yeah oh it's not supposed to be in your home period like whether it's the droppings or the actual bat we don't want no parts of none of it <laughs> Like the whole thing is toxic. That's why I said if a bat is in my home, it is now the bat's home. Mm. You gotta pay this. <laughs> this is your place. I don't live here anymore. <laughs> a moth flew in my apartment a couple of weeks ago. I was about ready to give it up. Like well, I'm done. Like I can't get it away from the light. And I'm not gonna turn it off and go to sleep. No. So how did you move on? You open a window. <laughs> First of all, with sleep, light fully on. Okay. <laughs> and the next morning when I got up, I didn't see it. And I've never seen it. <laughs> well, that would make me nervous. <laughs> so it could literally be anywhere. 
Oh my gosh. Wow. It's gotta be gone. But I mean, also don't have none to survive on. So maybe it's dead somewhere. Well, all right. I wasn't gonna worry about it. Well, we're glad you made it. Glad you made it out. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so the next question is like an auntie question. What carbonated drink do you like ice cold? Seltzer. Oh, that's not an auntie answer, but I like it. Ice, like with ice in it, like ice cold. Oh, you eat it okay. on the rocks, like ice. Oh. And it has to be carbonated? Yeah, that's my question. Mm-hmm. Now, this is me full, Auntie. I can't drink ice, ice cold drinks anymore. You can't? Why? No, I don't know. I think since they don't serve ice here often. So, like now, when I get ice in the drink, oh. it's like it's too cold. Wow. Like, I can't, that's I don't even like ice in my water. Uh, hmm. be like better for you it's probably better for you anyway yeah. yeah so i'm clearly 85 and like my <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so now i feel like nobody's gonna give me the auntie answer that i was expecting like pepsi what ice cold pepsi oh i mean <laughs> black women and their pepsi and it yes if i could take it it would be sprite i was never like pepsi girl mm-hmm. it was a sprite that was my carbonated beverage of choice okay I Leslie with the crush with the crushed ice <laughs> not the cubes the crush so, so, so you know the, the free low household is always different okay we, we didn't have Mom's orange juice <laughs> yes we didn't have carbonation growing up what yeah she said not. it like wait you said it we didn't have carbonation growing up like she grew up in a time before it <laughs> before they was we didn't have carbonation no, we, we didn't have the internet we watched the black and white television so i don't drink like i think seltzer like recently i have had that mm. but i'm not one to reach hmm. for it or drink it at all interesting mm-hmm so you ain't have a pop household. I'm sorry. Dang, no ginger ale, no nothing. Right. You know, black people love ginger ale. That's why y'all was probably sick all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't drink no ginger ale. <laughs> no, my- <laughs> Walking around with colds and everything. <laughs> Do you like bubbly, Leslie? <laughs> I learned to love bubbly. Wow. I I love I learned to love because I didn't have it so it was it was a it was it became an acquired taste. Mm. That is so interesting, huh? I um, learn something new every day, right? Right. Um, my my answer is uh, sparkling water, and I have um, I like sparkling water with any sort of herb in it. Like I really love basil in sparkling water now. Mm. Yeah, good. I have not done that. Mm. Huh. That's my answer. Okay. Okay, Riesling or Albarino? Yes, Albarino. 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 My Riesling. I said yes. 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 I heard that. She said yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, These are only two cold salads that I could think of, I guess. Oh, well, I guess I could say coleslaw. Okay, potato salad, like macaroni and tuna salad or coleslaw. Which one am I throwing away? <laughs> What's the question? What do you prefer? No, I don't know. You know how do you do like, oh, you can only keep one or you got to get rich one. Which one are you throwing away? 
<laughs> like, I don't know the question here. You just named three things. Which one do you prefer? Potato salad. Potato salad. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I know Sarita does not like mayonnaise. Right. So what do you prefer? So first of all, if it's not made in my house or my mom's house, then I don't eat any of it mm-hmm. because people put too much mayonnaise in their salads. Like I made macaroni and tulip salad yesterday. I put just enough mayonnaise to hold it together. But and there's a certain type of mayonnaise I like. So anyway, if it's outside this house, I'm most likely not eating it. But if I had to pick one, I pick macaroni and tuna. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's funny. I think that is a black folks thing to say <laughs> who made the potato salad <laughs> before you even try it. <laughs> I mean, because if it's good, it's good. But if it's bad, it's real bad. <laughs> I didn't even know what the rest of your sentence was going to be. But you said if my mom didn't make it and I was like, yep. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. OK. Frozen margarita or on the rocks? On the rocks on the rocks i think on the rocks i like frozen margaritas if it's it's really hot but y'all know um margaritas on the rocks that's my test for a bar if i'm at a new bar that's the drink mm-hmm. i'm ordering if you can't make that right then you're not making anything else right so is it a classic margarita classic margarita on the rocks yeah yep I used to do that with daiquiris if they could make a mm, regular that's a good daiquiri. Because people are like, oh, no, we don't have a frozen machine. I'm like, well, you already are just a, not a good establishment if that's the only daiquiri <laughs> that you think I'm talking about. Like, I'm already in the wrong place. So if they could just make a regular martini, you know how many people mess up a regular martini? Mm, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's really bad. I'm, I'm mad. I guess, mm, is this bougie? I'm mad if they don't have herbs for their drinks slightly they, but i mean we're all there at that at this point <laughs> uh, yeah but this is like it's a slight yeah i'm reclaiming bougie this year 2020 okay. 2021. there you go well, I like that. and fresh citruses fresh for your juices like not yeah you pull out the the plastic lemon and mm-hmm. what, what are you what? Mm-hmm. like i mean i could have gone to chilies if that's what i want yeah Man, my favorite taco spot closed during COVID, but they had the lime machine where you put the lime in the in the the little thing and it squeezed the limes. So their margaritas were fresh. Mm. Also, they had a little Latina woman in the window making fresh tortillas. Oh, I thought you you talked about she was okay. Do I need to cut that out? What were you about to say? No, nothing (laughs) bad. No, she was making fresh tortillas. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So the last question, the last question is for Maya. So you are hosting a group of friends at a large cabin, perhaps in a, uh, on a lake, like you mentioned, I don't know why I put Canada probably because it's cold. Anyway, (laughs) snow is all around (laughs) and it's close. I don't know. (laughs) Snow is all around. What song do you play when your guests arrive and what is your welcome wine? So my honest answer, and this is because my guests will be my friends from college and we all act as if we're still 21 when we get together and we're not. Um, it'll be that that shot song, you know, the one that's like. Shot, shot, shot. Yep. shot. <laughs> and I'm giving them fireball. <laughs> wow. They're coming in hot. Okay. Yeah. 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 
If okay. it's wine, it'll be a Cab Franc Rosé because that's what I served at my wedding. And, and I've never seen people drink Rosé faster. We had to buy more on the morning of our wedding after the rehearsal dinner, but it, it's more than likely going to be Fireball. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't keep that up all night. Oh, no. Mm-mm. You got me for an hour after that. I'm like, well, good night, everybody. It's <laughs> for me. <laughs> Well, Maya, before we um, close out the show, is there anything else you'd like to share? Share like where everybody can follow you. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at this is Maya. Um, and then my website is just maya.com. And that's where I post my most recent articles. So um, those are that's where I'm at. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm just very thankful and pleased to be here. <laughs> it was so fun, of course. You. Yeah, you're a great guest. Come back anytime. Well, that is it. Thank you for joining us, Well Sweet, everybody. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Buy Me Up, Tanisha at Girl Meets Glass, Leslie at Vino 301, and Glennis at Vino Noir. And you can also follow the podcast at Swirl Sweet. Be sure to like, share, and comment. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>